and welcome to Horror Movie Talks Special, the Haunting of Hill House after show. On a normal episode, we would review and discuss one horror film in detail. For this series of episodes, we'll be having an opinionated and accidentally funny discussion on each episode of The Haunting of Hill House. Your expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hansen, that's me. I hold a PhD in spookology, and Professor David Day is the foremost expert on Scarenonos. Say hi, David. Hey, how are you guys doing today? So, with no further ado, the haunting of Hill House after show with horror movie talk today. Yeah, we're going to be talking about episode seven, you googly. <laughs> Get your wheezes out. <laughs> or did you think I'd be too stupid to know what a you googly was? <laughs> Eulogy. Um, in this episode, Hugh Crane tries to slowly make amends with this estranged family in the present and we learn more about the history of hill house from groundskeeper willie um <laughs> mr dudley is it mr i think it's dudley right uh, i yeah sure we'll call him. i think we'll it's call dudley him. anyways um so let's go into spoilers yeah it's mr dudley yeah Spoilers. <laughs> I never get tired of you doing let's get, that. Let's get to it. This is a compact episode. That's right. Very, very special. Um, so, if you remember from the last episode, there was a bombshell where Shirley walks in on Theo trying to make a moves on her husband. We don't learn or, anything about that in this episode, do we? I mean, the the after effects of it are felt. I'm trying to remember. Go on. Let's, let's, you walk me through it and I'll... I thought. Maybe I'm completely wrong. I mean, it shows... Yeah, I mean, it shows, like, she's super cold to her husband and... Yes, that's and right. ...and Theo throughout yeah, the yeah, entire yeah, yeah. episode. I, I'm, just like, I'm just sitting there, like, I'm just waiting for the bomb to go off. I'm like, when's it coming? When's it coming? When's it coming? <laughs> so, but... To be fair, everyone was drinking very heavily in episode six. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, very heavily. The that lights were out. It's romantic. <laughs> There's a dead body a present. Storm. How could you not be horny? Um, but this episode actually starts out with the young Mr. Crane being interrogated by the police on the night of their exit from the Hill House. You know, there's a lot of controversy surrounding police right now. And I'd just like to say that this man was nothing but understanding and, and, uh, and made it strong efforts to be... Uh, kind and um, and a good police officer. <clears throat> well, it's really interesting because there's this channel on YouTube that I follow called uh, JCS Criminal Psychology. I think you've told me about that. I have. It's fantastic. He doesn't come out with videos often, but when they do, they're awesome. And it's literally just videos of each video is a video of an interrogation of like a murderer and um you know david while the interrogation hap is happening there's commentary about the psychology mm. of, of the, the interrogation interrogation the interrogator and the interrogatee that's right i would i would really like to sub to this channel it's so good especially um like they they had a Chris Watts episode. I I think Netflix just came out with a documentary on Chris Watts. I don't know, I don't know if is. you remember who is that. He killed his wife and kids. Of um, course. How could you forget? And 
I just remember the, the this video on on YouTube like told way more interesting facts about it and way more like um, interesting timeline than anyways the it reminded me of that because this is like felt like a real interrogation because it was all like yeah we're making him it's low key making him sweat yeah you know it's yeah. like oh we're friendly. We're just keeping it friendly, just keeping it, keeping it, you know, casual, keeping it, keep it, it real cash. You know, just don't, don't worry. <laughs> you can leave it anytime. We just need to get to the bottom of why your wife's dead. I mean, stuff just doesn't make sense what you're <laughs> saying. I mean, you can, I'm sure you can straighten this out. What happened during those three hours? Uh, seriously. Uh, yeah. So, so um, real talk here for a second. This is a horror movie talk. Um, just a little, little bit of advice for any, any horror movie talk fans who happen to have committed a serious crime or, right. Or, right. or have been accused of committing a serious crime. Mm-hmm. Don't talk to the fucking police. Yeah. Just don't do it. Get a lawyer. Lawyer up right away. It's your right. They have to read you those. If they don't read you those, you got a big fucking case. You get thrown out right away. Okay. So trust me on this. I've been through this several fucking times. And oh, well, I, I can't get into it really because, you know, gag orders and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But mm-hmm. but I will say never fucking talk to the police without your lawyer present. That's all I'm going to say. Never, ever, ever, ever talk where are to you, the police without your lawyer present. Where are you hiding the bodies, David? I don't have I don't know what you're talking about. First of all. Yeah, there, I don't appreciate your tone. I assume you've seen that video on YouTube of the the lawyer talking about why he never talked to, no, talk I, to police. No, I never have. I just, I this is such an obvious. Yeah, there's a great video of a fast talking lawyer talking about why you never ever talk to police, even if you're innocent. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, yeah, the one common thing about all these uh, criminal psychology interrogation videos of murderers getting caught none of them have a lawyer present it's funny about that yeah yeah it's weird everyone's like oh yeah i got nothing to hide i got this i got this i no have no worries i have been in front of a judge to dispute a ticket and uh a speeding ticket and i thought i can lie like a goddamn thief mm-hmm. i couldn't lie i just stuttered and it was it was horrible yeah I, he was like get the fuck out of here it was comedic. I mean, other good liars were in the room and they were laughing. It was, it was, it made me question myself. I was like, what the, f- I can, what, have I, what am I? I can not see a it, huge liar. I can see it in my mind's eye of you standing in front of the judge and being like, I didn't, I, you know, I didn't, uh, I, I didn't, I, I didn't know. to speed. And then, uh, do you have water? <laughs> really thirsty. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Lawyer up. Don't don't talk to police for sure. Real talk. Um, thanks, David. Where are you hiding the bodies? So I didn't go missing, David. The FBI knew where I was the entire time. <laughs> she she was she. They knew where she was the whole time. They, you know, it shows in the present day. Um, kind of the aftermath of the of the night before with the happenings um shirley's husband comes home from the hotel and and he's like hey can we talk she's like i'll see you there she's like just totally shuts him down and throughout this episode um in the present day hugh crane is trying to make amends with his estranged family 
every single one of them gets like a little moment of like his dad, the dad making an effort yeah. to reach out or to be a dad. And it's to the viewer. It's like, Oh, well he's obviously got the, the best intentions and, and has, you know, you know, the, the best motives and he's, he's got the purest heart or whatever to them. He's the dad that just kind of fucked off and never came back. Apparently, yeah. you know, yeah. To where it's like, yeah, if you look at the facts though, he was, Nell would write him letters. So he had contact with one person. It's like, you couldn't make an effort for the past, you right. know, 20 years or whatever it would be. Bryce, I'm going to remind you of a story that I've been told, which is, you know, there was two sets of footprints in the sand and at times there was only one. And, and during those times... During those times when when there was only one set of footprints, that was Jesus carrying me. Oh. Jesus was the bread. <laughs> All right. Thanks, David. Jesus was the bread. Uh, look up. Yeah. Look, do yourself a favor. Get on YouTube. Look up. Look up. Jesus is the bread. You will not be disappointed. Um, and then it jumps back to the... The past Hugh Crane um, dealing with the aftermath of the two storms and all the windows blown out, and they discover that one wall's real soggy, and uh, they find out that they got a black mold problem, and kind of the <laughs> the through the through line between the the present and past is that it's showing that Hugh fixes things, right? That he's that's what he's good at right is fixing things and uh doesn't always work out as planned right well but he has jesus with him right so. jesus is the brand it's true <laughs> so steven while they're looking at the damage of the windows is like pushing on a wall is, is there dad these walls are squishy there's something do you have this person in your life <laughs> that finds the problems and is like, hey, this shit's broke? Um, Just not even like... Generally speaking, I, I am that person. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find everything that's broke. It's horrible. It's, <clears throat> imagine being that guy for you, you know? Uh-huh. Am I that guy for you? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bryce, this shit's broke. Uh-huh. Um, you know, to be fair, I fixed a lot of your shit. Like, I did all your promo today. <laughs> oh, did you do the promo? Yeah. I was going to do it. Oh, I was going to do it. It's almost... <laughs> right. well, yeah. I'm just saying, I do a lot of things. I I help. What is this? I'm j I don't know. What is this all of a sudden? Well, it, felt, it felt like an attack on me. Oh, it, Jesus. turning around on you. Okay. <laughs> David in defensive mode. Wow. Attack mode. Whoa, hey. Um, okay, so for me, like, Aaron, <laughs> my wife, will find everything wrong with the house. <laughs> like, if you get an, or if you get, like, something new, like, anything that you just spent a lot of money on, wow. she'll be like, hey, why is this thing shitty? 
like, God damn it. <laughs> like, don't bring it to my attention. Don't do this. Or me. if it, even if it's like stuff that I notice, but I just don't want to say, because mm. I'm like, mm. it's fine. Yeah. If, as long as no one cares about it, it's fine. Yeah. Aaron will care. Yeah, she will. And I'm like, God damn it. Can I just have... But, but the ironic part about all this is she doesn't care enough to fix it herself. Yeah. Does not. That's the difference. I do. For the most part, I like... I, well, in my own house anyway. I find the things and then I go, God damn it. It's very much like, uh, like that scene from... Oh, what's that show? Malcolm in the Middle, where where the dad finds a squeaky door and he's then he goes to find the WD-40 and he pulls the drawer out with the WD-40 and the drawer tilts to the side and he's like, damn it. And then he's got to find the screwdriver to fix the drawer. And, you know, it's like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, he has that moment with Steven. Steven's like, hey, this wall's real squishy. And then they descend down and try to track where the extent of the water damage. And it makes it all the way down to the basement. And he's basically, fuck. And he gets the plumber to come out. And they're like, oh, well, yeah, you got to replace all the wall and piping and stuff. And, and he's like... This could ruin us. Which reminded me of... <laughs> oh my god. I am never going to financially recover from this. What was that? <laughs> from Tiger King? Oh, I'm never going to I'm never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> um, so that was Hugh Crane in this episode. Um, they try their best to get rid of this black mold problem. Okay, so let me, it, let me go off on a tangent about Black Mold here for a minute. Black Mold was the boogeyman uh-huh. uh, in the 90s, specifically. Like mm-hmm. people, well, even now, people are yeah, yeah, well, frightened about Black Mold. Very specifically, the Black Mold was not an issue <laughs> <laughs> up until the 90s, where somehow it was like the goddamn spotted owl of... <laughs> You remember the spotted owl? Uh-huh. Like it shut down logging in North America, uh, and well, that's what black mold did for uh, for the housing the 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 resale industry, the housing resale industry. And it's not a big deal. It's not dangerous to you in the least. It was just politicized and turned into this weird like moment. It it created its own cottage industry, and. It's indicative of some some gnarly shit, you know, like water damage, but mm-hmm. black mold in and of itself, who gives a shit? I mean, it's that weird part with, like, respiratory issues of, like, air quality is real bad. Let me tell you, if you got respiratory issues, you should not be living in a house because <laughs> the air quality in a house is poor compared to the air quality outside, unless you live in L.A. or Hong Kong mm-hmm. or Beijing or something like that. So, because you don't get replenished air all the time. It's a bunch of shitty, dusty fart air. (laughs) So, if you got respiratory issues, black mold, yeah, I mean, it makes a difference, but you should probably just go outside a lot more. Um, so, he, his reaction is great. His great dad-son moment, which is, mother... 
Fuddruckers. Fuddermucker. Yeah. <laughs> and Steven's like, really? seriously, Dad? Like, Just, I have. We've to. all been there. But it's a good, it's a good, that's a good thing to do, like, mm-hmm. is to show restraint. At least show restraint. Right. Uh, even if you can't, like, fully follow through on mm-hmm. the whole thing. Right. Um, jumps back and forth. Um, Hugh... Uh, appears on Theo's doorstep in present day and kind of just said like he got there early and Theo out of all the children is the one that gives him kind of an olive branch of like yeah you can stay you can stick around you don't have to leave yeah but she keeps making mention of this massive fuck up and he's like but the fuck up wasn't taking Steven's money was it and she's like no and I was like what what is the fuck up then what Bryce do you know what the fuck up is I don't, honestly. Do, do you not remember how the last episode ended? Oh. Oh. But see, in my in my recollection of my first watching of this, that was like that was a moment that was taken out of context. If I recall. Well, yeah, but it's still being taken out of context. There's fallout from it. What was the moment, by the way? So so the moment was her kissing, uh, looking as though she was going to kiss. Right. I mean, to, but to what, surely. But what's the was... actuality of it? What, 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 what was the actual situation? Well, she was going to kiss Shirley's husband. To oh, Shirley, it looked like. She was going to kiss her husband. Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, I think it explains that, you know, she explains like all the emotional place she was in and it was like trying to reach for a lifeline or whatever but it's still the the fact is like she was going for it see it was my recollection that it was like oh i was reaching for a bottle of champagne behind him you know something mm. something to that extent yeah no it wasn't that it was definitely she was desperate and in a very bad emotional place mm. i really wish it was the champagne bottle she was reaching for. <laughs> like ugh. i mean regardless it's like no, regardless, Whether it looks bad. Yeah, but, even if it's looking bad. But intent does matter, in in my opinion. Like, right. So. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. And what with all the video cameras all the time, you can kind of sometimes prove that now. <laughs> right. Um, and then it shows the actual funeral with the you googly. Um, and Shirley gives her her poem reading. And the whole time it has, like... The over the shot, over the shoulder shot of Nell, and the entire time, even though I've seen the show, I was expecting Nell's corpse to be like to jump up, but that never happened. Um, In the past, as they're trying to repair these walls, um, it shows Liv kind of descending into. Kind of a real bad place emotionally. Yeah. Um, we've already seen it in, like, episode uh, five as well, where she's yelling at Nell for drawing on the yeah. wall underneath the wallpaper. Wall What's that matter? Um, and we get glimpses of, like, she she makes this um, blueprint yeah. for Hugh to refer to as he's looking at these repairs. And whenever he looks at the bl- blueprint, he's like, what the f- but you never actually see what what is wrong, and it's just very apparent something's something's not going great with Liv. At which point, Mister Dudley c- 
kind of steps in and he's like, you know, it's not my business, but maybe she needs some time away from the house. Right. And he was like, you're right. It's not your business. But then he insists and he's like, here's what I know about this house. And it's this really great monologue. There's, there's this a couple scenes one where of these Flanagan monologues. That's like, that does so much more than showing the actual thing. You get to see a guy telling a compelling story and being, and, and filling in all the bricks with your mind mm-hmm. and, uh, and just seeing this reaction. It like, works. Oh yeah. It works so well. You got <laughs> seven minutes of this guy just talking straight to the camera. And it's yeah. great. And he's telling basically of his life and Mrs. Dudley, Working at the Hill House, including the the birth and death of their firstborn um, that was stillborn, and how his basically laying the groundwork that Mrs. Dudley is like a a rock, you know she's she's like immovable and she's able to like just keep working and going on like nothing happened. But as they're working more and more at Hill House, the nights. We're not kind to Mrs. Dudley. Right. And she started how did they how did he put it? Um She started getting wacky. Getting squirrely or getting scattered. Yeah. Yeah, scattered. <clears throat> started getting scattered and, and basically saying like people that live in the house start getting scattered. Right. And they decided that whatever happens, whatever the their employers say they're going to leave the house at night. Like, they'll serve dinner, and then they're gone. Yeah. They're not going to clean up the... They'll clean up the dishes the next morning. Yeah. Um, and after that, Mrs. Dudley was fine. So, um, really, like, laying the groundwork of the dread of, like, this house affects people very badly. And if you're seeing your wife um, starting to show signs of insanity... You should probably just leave the house for a little while and see see if that works. Got to set up, you got to set up boundaries with your house. Nighttime boundaries with your house. Go outside. Mm-hmm. Just go again. You know, if you have respiratory issues or a haunted house, just yeah. just get outside. What if everything was explained by the black mold? Oh, black mold can cause night, hallucinations. Nighttime black mold. It's the spores. They spread at night. Because mm-hmm. in the daytime, it's like the COVID-19. COVID-19! COVID-19! COVID-19. <sighs> I blow! We're getting real loopy. All right. Get the a- wind of God. The wind of God. On oh, you. Okay, so he cuts his hand on the fan. And he's like, God! Oh, wait, you already did that part. I didn't. But yeah, it's... it's um. Well, he curses at the at finding out the wall, but the the fan he cuts his fan, his hand real bad. But but one thing we've we haven't mentioned yet is hear them rats, hear them rats yeah. scratching around. You got those rats, and he's just in there. Rats in the wall. Rats. <laughs> <laughs> it's they're just yeah. He, as he's working on the wall, he just keeps hearing. The scritchy scratching. Oh, rats. And even even as he's talking with the plumber, he's like, do you hear that? Do you think there's rats? And the plumber's like, no, there's, there's not Have rats. Have you actually seen rats? 
And then, then he gets a second opinion from another plumber, and he's like, "Is ready. <laughs> Morning, ready. Uh, we have fun. We do. We have a lot of rat drops. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I wonder why. I don't know. Uh, refer to past episodes. Um, so, um, yeah, he's he's working on the wall. And during that, he makes a valiant effort to break into the red room for whatever reason. He's like, he's kind of fed up with what this house is doing. And, you know, I'm tired of this house's fucking shit. I'm going to break into this fucking red room. Yeah. Because that's like the anus of the house. And I'm going to invade it. I like watching actors try and do, <laughs> try and do like, like normal physical things that they've clearly never had to do in their life. Like use a cat's paw and a hammer together to pry a door open. They're like, tap, tap, tap. You know, it's Yeah, like, it's kind of weird because they've ripped apart the entire house and renovated like every square inch of it, but just get in through this door. It's just too much. You can just, but you, but more than that, like, you can just see their ineptitude with tools. Right. You know, it's just see that you just, you just have a feeling for, for what proper tool usage is. And then, and then you see these people like, kind of like perverting it a little bit with like mm. these kind of like flaily motions and you're like well, this person does not know how to use a hammer <laughs> it's also like a set so they probably are supposed to not completely damage it sure but they're also actors and they gotta i don't know there's there's just it's just clear to me they have an idea of what it is to use a hammer yeah i mean it's like when you see actors having sex it's like that's not how, that's You've not never how had you do it sex before <laughs> <laughs> you're not even thrusting how the fuck are you having sex without thrusting your hips just kind of like rolling around. Anyways, um, so he makes a valiant attempt to break into the red room and can't for whatever reason. Um, cuts to the present day at the grave site and haunty, spooky stuff starts happening. Luke sees his mother and Nell, their ghosts, like attacking him basically at the grave site. And then Steven, like, really cuts that off. He's like, You did not see ghosts. You, uh, you're just going insane. You got to get your shit together because mom and Nell didn't get their shit together and look at where they landed them. Right. So you got to do this because your genetics, blah, 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 blah. Every one of the characters has a really great perspective. They sure do. Like it's really believable and it's not, it's not like a rom-com where it's like, oh, this could be easily explainable. It's like, no, they each have their own baggage and they have their own motivations and it's pretty compelling. Um, then um, Hugh finds the body in the wall as he's working on it and calls the police over and finds out that they're, he just solved like a, one of the oldest cold cases in the city. Yeah. Yeah, but, but more importantly, uh, the other, the other, so, and then, and then the, the policeman tells Hugh, hey, good news is you don't got to report this. <laughs> You don't got to report this as, you know, somebody dying in this house mm -hmm. because this is basically ancient history. But then we also get to see the policeman being like at the end of his rope, you know, being like, you're not going to give me the three hours that I need to clear your name. There's no lawyer here and we're still talking. What the fuck is going on? Mm hmm. Um, and as, after they find the body in the wall, it's, it's made apparent that like, yeah, he was trying to scratch his way out. Yeah. So that was the rats. 
Have you actually seen rats? Yes, we have. We just watch rats. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? So in the present day, Luke disappears after Hugh talks to him. And that basically is where the, the episode ends is that, well, kind of where it ends. Um, Luke disappears. It's pretty obvious that he stole Theo's car and took Shirley's wallet or credit card. And they don't know where he is. And while all this is happening, Theo and Hugh see Ghost Mom. Um, Ghost Mom! Which is the newest Hallmark special. Um, Anyways. Yeah. Well said. I'm I'm losing my steam. So, yeah, they, they see the ghost. And pretty much every time someone sees a ghost in this episode, they like... Let's not talk about it yeah. or acknowledge what just happened, even though it's very obvious that what happened happened. And then and then it ends with um, Hugh talking with the policeman. And he's like, what the fuck happened? And then it flashes back to Stephen running through the hallways and then turning the corner and the red room door is open. It's like, what the fuck? That door's open, bro. I'm going in there, yo. Yeah. Yeah. End of episode. All right, so thanks for listening. Um, sorry we're running out of steam. Oh, yay, David! It's yay. late and we had some White Claws. So um, <laughs> go check out our website, horrormovietalk.com. You'll find uh, links to all our social media. We post new episodes of our regular podcast every Wednesday. So check that out. Subscribe and share with a friend. Leave a rating on Apple Apple Podcasts. If you want to leave us a voicemail, call 682 six eight lots of different ways you could support the show um patreon amazon associates if you click through the button in the banner um also we like to support the people that help us dustin gobel is our resident artist that makes all the post artwork which is fantastic he makes commissions for people like you if you contact him at d-g-o-e-b-e-l-0-0 on instagram that's dgobel00 on instagram also thanks to Maxwell dot R dot Allen at Instagram for doing the intro music Yee. for this very, very special, special We love you, Max series. And uh thank you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye 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 bye. We love you.